When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Game Misconduct is back. The long national nightmare is over. We now have a Game Misconduct Podcast that isn't like four months old. Apologies to everyone. Um, You probably know the story by now. I got COVID. I had to be hospitalized with COVID pneumonia. Wasn't that big of a deal. I was in the hospital so they can get rid of my COVID. I was never in any danger. I have no stories about being visited by an angel. I have no stories about a doctor saying, thank God you were vaccinated, otherwise you'd be dead. It was just one of those things where I I, I tested positive, continued to work, quarantined myself, but that's what happens when you work from home is that you could still work and quarantine at the same time. And because I didn't have any really aggressive symptoms and never notified a doctor, it kind of settled in my chest and I ended up getting pneumonia. And I was a little weak for a while. And obviously, the Game Misconduct podcast had to go on the shelf. And then when I was finally back to normal, which had been for a while, you know, there's just the life gets in the way. And I really started to debate and think, you know, with everything going on in my life right now with the twins and the K show and. I've done more games than Kenny play-by-play-wise, so I've been like busy. And even when I'm not doing play-by-play, I'm doing pre and post, and a lot of work goes into that, and a lot of other things that were going on with the family. And it just it was an easy thing to kind of just say, I'm going to take a break. And then I started to think about whether I wanted to continue to do it. And you can ask Anthony Pusick, our producer, where we had many uh, a long conversation about should I or shouldn't I, and you know what should I do, cut back and. What I did notice in the time that I was away was how many people tweeted saying that they missed it. And it wasn't a crazy amount of people, but enough people where I said, you know what, there are people out there that enjoy this podcast. They look forward to it. And I appreciate that because it's a labor of love for me. Uh, Full disclosure, it's not anything I get paid for. I do it because I love talking hockey. And the fact that you guys are out there and you download it and you listen to it and you look forward to it. That means the world to me. So I wanted to make sure that I got something back up here, and and we'll figure out uh, how we're going to do this as far as it's three days a week, two days a week. Obviously, the playoffs are right around the corner, so I will definitely do one on Friday, and then we'll kind of assess from there. But all you have to do is just follow me on Twitter, at Don LaGreca, and I will let you know when there's going to be a new one up and how you can participate and tweet me and get involved in and all that. All right, so all that's out of the way. And really, the only division that's up for grabs right now is the Metropolitan Division and the Rangers and the Hurricanes going at it. Both teams have five games left. Anderson's going to be out for a week for Carolina. Now, uh, next Tuesday, the Rangers and Hurricanes play. So I guess he could be in line to play in that game. If not, it'd be kind of interesting to have Ronta play, the former Ranger at Madison Square Garden. And I think that's really when you're going to ultimately determine who's going to win this division now Carolina's schedule is a little easier than the Rangers um, next up for Carolina on Thursday 
They'll be uh, home against Winnipeg. Winnipeg is obviously cooked. They were officially eliminated last night from playoff contention when the Rangers shut them out. Third consecutive shutout for the Rangers, by the way. First time since February 1973 that that's happened. But Carolina's a really good team. They had the statement win a couple of weeks ago, 4-2. to two. You know, The last time the Rangers lost a game uh, in regulation was then. I think Carolina is the better team. The one game the Rangers did win, they were outshot in the contest 44-18. to 18. Alexander Georgiev had to stand on his head. But still, it's there. 106 points for each team, 77 games played for each team. The difference is Carolina's got 43 regulation wins to the Rangers, 42. And that's the first tiebreaker. Uh, the Rangers have the Islanders out on the island. They've been pesky. Even though they were eliminated from playoff contention, they've been a thorn in the Rangers' side the last two times that they played, so that's not a given. So they, we could very easily go into the weekend with Carolina back up two with the tiebreaker. So I still think Carolina's going to win this division. But here's what I have to say to all the Ranger fans who tweet me and say, I don't want to win the division. I'd rather finish in second place and play Pittsburgh. All right, well, you may not play Pittsburgh if you finish in second place because Pittsburgh right now is in third but only has a one-point lead on Washington, and Washington's got a game in hand. Now, Washington's out on the coast, but they're playing a Vegas team that is in a lot of trouble. The Devils just beat them in Vegas, so Washington could very easily win that game while Pittsburgh has got another date with Boston. So there's a very good possibility that you could end up playing Washington. Now, maybe you want Washington over Pittsburgh because the Rangers um, played well the last time they faced the Washington Capitals and will face them the last day of the regular season. Only three meetings between the two teams. They played on opening night with the Capitals winning in a walk-off 5-1. to one. Now, I don't know who you'd rather play. Everybody wants to avoid Tampa. They're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. But Tampa's not tearing the cover off the ball either. I mean, they're 4-4-2 in their last 10. They're uh, a team that very easily could still finish in third and not be in the wild card. Tampa could actually, you know, fall to the first wild card, which you would not face them uh, if you ended up winning the division. So all these different combinations are, are still not set. There's still five games left in the season for the Rangers. The season is not over until next Friday. So why don't you just root for the team to win? And wherever they finish, they finish. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa, Boston, they all can give you trouble. And they all are very winnable. The Rangers won all three games against Tampa this year. That doesn't mean they'll beat them in a best-of-seven series, nor does it mean that they couldn't win a best-of-seven series against a, uh, say, Carolina team down the stretch who they haven't played well against. The point is, is that if the Rangers can find a way to win this division over a terrific Carolina team in the next five games and also beat them coming up on Tuesday and win what I think is the best division in the National Hockey League, you know what? Anything can happen. If they can win this division, they can make a run. So why wouldn't you root for that? So to sit there and hope they finish second, hope they find this team, that team, Gerard Gallant said it best. You're going to face a good team in the playoffs. Good teams make the playoffs. Whoever you're going to face is going to be a very difficult out. So why not do the impossible and win this division, guarantee yourself home ice for the first two rounds of the playoffs, and then maybe prove to yourself more than anybody else that maybe you're actually better than the rest of the world thinks. And I, listen, I'm in that category too. I'm still a, a, the show me situation 
with the Rangers, okay? I've been very impressed what they've been through the first 77 games of the season. It seems like every day it's something new. Just for the fifth time in franchise history, 50 wins. Three consecutive shutouts for the first time since February 1973. Chris Kreider, just the fourth Ranger ever to score 50 goals. I mean, it's amazing what this team has been able to accomplish, and nobody thought that they'd be this good. We all thought that they had a chance to make the playoffs, a chance to win the division going into the final five games of the year. Unbelievable what's happened, and Gerard Gallant deserves a lot of credit for it. They've been able to roll four lines, especially three. It it sucks that Kako's out again, and it looks like he's going to be out at least for the rest of this week, and I wouldn't doubt it probably for the rest of the regular season. But you get him back in the postseason, and Lafaniere has played well, and now you've got three lines who can legitimately get some things done. I think Barkley Goodrow has been great. His experience is going to be so important when this team gets to the playoffs. So try to win as many games as you can. Win the division. Get the home ice. And if you don't win the division, so what? You're going to still face a team that I think you got an excellent chance to win. The Rangers should be feared, not a team that should fear. Take a look at their goaltending. Take a look at the kind of seasons that Kreider's had. Panarin's over 90 points. Zabanajad a career high in points with 78. This blue line has been outstanding. Truba and Miller, to me, can be a top pairing. Fox and Lindgren are outstanding. They're getting a lot of production. You can see where Schneider's got a tremendous future. So if I'm a Ranger fan, I'm sitting back enjoying these last five games. Finish where you finish. And then let's see what they can do in the postseason. And I don't think this is a fluke. Maybe it's a little more than you thought it would be. I kind of look at them as maybe the 2017 Yankees, where maybe they're uh, they're got better quicker than you thought. And you don't want to take a step back like the Knicks did last year, but I think it's sustainable. It's a very young team with a tremendous goaltender who has shown the ability to bounce back after a rough patch a couple of weeks ago. So I don't think you sit there and fear anybody. As I said, Anderson out for a week. Maybe you take advantage of that and win this division. And it's going to be a lot of fun. All eight teams are now locked up in the East. We kind of knew that, but it's now officially done. So there's still so much that can happen. Boston and Washington are only separated by three points. So there's a chance that Washington can be the one wild card. Boston can drop to the two wild card. Washington can still finish in third place in the Metropolitan Division, dropping Pittsburgh to the wild card. Tampa could still drop to the wild card with Boston finishing in third. So it's going to be a lot of fun jockeying for position, and the matchups, no matter what they're going to be, are going to be spectacular. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You look at the first round, if the season were to end today, Carolina wins the division and Florida wins the Atlantic division. Boy, bark off last night, a hat trick against the Islanders as he scores all three goals in their overtime, win 116 points for them, plus 100 goal differential, by far the best in the NHL. Florida's dangerous. Huberto has got a chance to win the heart. Their goaltending has been terrific. You can't beat him at home, 32-6. and six. They're right now the team... Uh, that looks like they're going to be able to go out there and be the one seed 
out in the uh, East and could end up winning the President's Trophy. Right now, they've got 116 points with 40 regulation wins, and Colorado's got 116 points with 45 regulation wins. So right now, the tiebreaker would go to go to Colorado, but still some more hockey left to be played. There are still six games left for Florida. They're going to be playing Detroit coming up next. And they've won um, 10 in a row, or excuse me, 11 in a row. So Florida has just been terrific. So Florida would be your one seed. They would play Washington if the season were to end today. Carolina would play Boston. So Carolina, Boston's always fun. Washington, Florida would be fun too. And then the Rangers would take on the Penguins. Toronto would take on Tampa. So all those matchups are great. You know, that, that Toronto-Tampa matchup would, would be just amazing. Now you go out west, and only four teams have clinched. Calgary has clinched the Pacific Division, the only team to clinch a playoff spot, I should say. They haven't clinched the division yet, but they will. They've got a 10-point lead on Edmonton, so that's inevitable. So if the season were to end today, Colorado would take on Dallas. That would be terrific. And then you would have Calgary versus Nashville. They played last night. Nashville did win the game in the shootout, although Calgary did come back from a 2-0 deficit to at least earn a point in that game. Johnny Gaudreau, I'm really surprised that he's not getting consideration for the heart. He's got more goals than Huberto. Huberto's got more points, but I think Huberto's on a better offensive team than Calgary. So Gaudreau might get some some votes, but he's had a terrific season. What is 107 points? He never had 100 points in his career. He had a 99-point season, I think, back in 17-18. But what a terrific season. And Calgary has already announced that they're going to move heaven and earth, I think the quote was, to re-sign him. They'd, they'd hate to see him lose out uh he's a low that he's kind of local he's from south jersey so he's more of a philly kid than um than a, a, a tri-state area kid and i did talk to him in calgary a few years ago and he roots for all the philly teams especially the eagles so not really local but still you know a local adjacent being from new jersey so calgary would then play nashville Minnesota St. Louis what a terrific series that would be and and home ice is still very much up for grabs both teams have 103 points although St. Louis has 41 regular regulation wins as opposed to Minnesota's 34 so the tiebreaker clearly would go to St. Louis uh, and St. Louis right now has played one more game than Minnesota. These two teams played back on Saturday, and the Blues blew a big lead but eventually won in overtime over on a Shen goal. So that would be a terrific series. Edmonton, L.A., that would be cool as well. So, I mean, we're really set up for some terrific hockey. Vegas still has a shot. They're four points back of Dallas, but Dallas has a game in hand. Dallas is in Edmonton tonight, and we mentioned that Vegas will play host to Washington. The, the regulation win situation, though, does favor the Golden Knights, 33-29 to over Dallas. So Vegas still has a shot. Vancouver had their seven-game winning streak snapped last night, but they did earn a point. Um, they'll be in Minnesota uh, coming up uh, on Thursday. They sit four points back, also with 77 games played. They've got more regulation wins than Dallas, so Vancouver still has a pulse. Boy, has Bruce Boudreaux done a great job there in Vancouver. As I mentioned, Edmonton is done. They've lost three in a row, and they sit 10 points back. 
with five to play, but uh, they are cooked. So Minnesota, I mean, excuse me, Winnipeg gone. What a disappointing season for them. So that's what we're looking at. Vegas still a shot. Vancouver with an outside shot. But right now, I'd still put my money on Dallas, especially if they can win in Edmonton tonight. Edmonton, though, has been good. 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. They've won a couple of games in a row. Boy, I just really cannot wait for the playoffs. And you set up the games tonight. Everything's a little bit later. We told you about Dallas and Edmonton from Edmonton. And then uh, Washington will be at the Vegas Golden Knights with Colorado at the Kraken. So uh, really the games to look at are going to be the uh, Stars and the Oilers and the Capitals and the Golden Knights. Ovechkin, two goals away from scoring 50. Most goals in one season by a European player. Uh, that breaking the record from Timu Solani. He's going to get 50. He's going to have over 780 goals at the end of this season. Sometime early next year, he'll pass Hal. And I've got a friendly stake bet with Pete um, Stemkowski, who I work with with the Rangers. Still doesn't think Ovechkin's going to catch Gretzky. I think he will. So we've got a friendly bet there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's get to your tweets. First time in a long time getting a chance to do that. Uh, at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct is the way that you can get in touch with me during the course of the year. And again, appreciate your patience. I know a lot of people have waited a while to get game misconduct back, and I'm so appreciative of you guys hung in there. So let's uh, hear from Shane B, who says, Hey, Don, given the Rangers' success up to this point, do you think they have what it takes to win the Cup this year? Could they beat Florida or Carolina in a best-of-seven series? Well, they've beaten Florida um, two of the three times they played them. When you look at Tampa and you look at the Panthers, Rangers played them a total of six times, and the Rangers won five of them. But Florida is so good. You know, so... Here's the problem, and here's why I'm playing that wait-and-see with the Rangers. They have very little experience. We mentioned the blue line, which is so important in the playoffs. Truba went to a conference final. Miller's never been to the playoffs. Lindgren and Fox, they played in the bubble a couple of years ago, but that was really not the playoffs. You look at Schneider, and if it's Nemeth, very little playoff experience, maybe a little bit with Nemeth. That's why I think they brought in Justin Braun, because he's played 100 playoff games, went to a final with San Jose back in 2016, but very little experience uh, uh, on the blue line. Goaltending, zero experience in the postseason. Uh, as far as the top line is concerned, you know, Zabanajad certainly has played in the playoffs. He's never won a cup. Kreider, tons of experience early in his career. His rookie year, he went to the conference final. Stanley Cup final in 2014. Conference final in 2015, but very little since then. But he's got a ton of experience. And Vetrano, uh, very little. Okay, now you go to the second line, Strom, very little, uh, Panarin, some. Um, then that, that takes care of uh, how they look as far as the, um, the, the second line is concerned with putting together Cop again, um, conference final with Winnipeg back in 2018. Goudreau, 
back-to-back cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning, went to a Stanley Cup final with San Jose in 2016 as well. Nothing for Heedle, nothing for Lafreniere. You know, so now you know Reeves obviously went to a Stanley Cup final with Vegas. But you get my point, is that as presently constituted, this team has not made a run. They've got some individuals with a little experience, but not a ton. Gerard Gallant experience obviously as a player went to a Stanley Cup final with Vegas as their head coach so you kind of want to wait and see you take on Pittsburgh Pittsburgh tons of cup experience Washington most of the players there were part of that championship team in 2018 um, you end up taking on Tampa clearly Tampa's won back-to-back Stanley Cup so so that's what you have to look at. So when you look at what this team has been able to accomplish, they've got the goaltending. They've got hot goal scorers in Kreider and Panarin and Zabanajat. That seems to be the formula to make a run. But experience just is not on their side. That's why I want to see play kind of play that wait-and-see attitude. Uh, Jim White says, Welcome back, Don. Do you see a path for the Bruins to make a deep run? I only do it. I only do if they can pass Tampa for third, so they play Toronto in the first round. I don't see them beating Carolina or Florida. I don't either. They've got Toronto's numbers, so I'm sure the Leafs are shaking in their boots if they take on Boston. When you've got a healthy Bergeron, when you've got a healthy Marchand, what a tremendous line that makes for Halls had a disappointing season with only 17 goals, but he can still you know light the lamp. McAvoy's been so good on the blue line for them. Had a big goal last night. Not a ton of experience, obviously, uh, between the pipes with uh, the goaltending because Rask is no longer there. That's probably going to be the reason why I don't think they can deep run, make a deep run. Depends on the matchup, but I agree with you, Jim. I don't see them beating Toronto. Uh, don't beat them, uh, see them beating Florida. I don't see them beating Carolina, uh, but I do see them beating Toronto, unfortunately. But that's probably as far as I think Boston will get. Jesse says, "Hey Don, why don't the Rangers get more love around the league?" This team hasn't lost three games in a row all year in regulation. I'll note that. They have a 50-goal score, 90-point playmaker, and Mika and Fox. They are better than Pittsburgh and the Caps, but no one thinks so. Well, I don't know if anybody says they're not as good as Pittsburgh or Washington. I think the reason they don't – listen, I don't know. Um, Ryan Whitney uh, Whitney just said that he's he's scared of the Rangers in the postseason. I think they get enough love. What they don't get the love of is, is the Floridas and the Carolinas and the Colorados of the world. And you know why? Because they're not as good as those teams, quite frankly. I don't think. Uh, but that doesn't mean they can't beat them, and that doesn't mean they can't make a run, because I think Shesterkin could be the great equalizer over goalies like, you know, Anderson, uh, whatever Florida decides to do. Certainly Bobrovsky's had his problems uh, in the postseason. Knight doesn't have a ton of experience in the playoffs either. So goaltending matchups, I think, favor the Rangers in a lot of situations, maybe outside of Asilevsky in Tampa. But I, I think they're getting enough love, uh, and, I, and I think they will be acknowledged once they get there. I just think that when you come out of nowhere, you haven't been to the playoffs since 2017, that, that some people want to see if it's really for real. And especially when you looked at, you know, they lost both games to Calgary. They lost both games to Colorado. They've struggled a bit against Carolina. Listen, I can throw back, look at what they've done against Tampa Bay. Look what they've done against Florida. Look how well they played against Toronto. Um, So there's been that back and forth. They've owned Pittsburgh here in the last three meetings for sure. Uh, Beat Washington the last time they played them. But I do think that, that most people are like I am. All right, let's wait and see when it finally happens here in the playoffs. Uh, The bottom line says, in your mind, what is a successful season for the Rangers? Well, I think at this point, 
you would really look at it as a disappointment if they get bounced in the first round. This is a team that's going to have home ice in the first round of the playoffs. And if this team is one and done, that would be a disappointment. Now, you get to the second round and you lose to Carolina in a dogfight, I'd have a very difficult time saying that this was not a successful season. But if they lose in the first round, I'd have a difficult time to say it was. Now, you'll find value in it, how great they were in the regular season. And and the amazing thing is it's not just about this year. I mean, this is going to be a team that I think is going to stick. I think this is a team that's just is one step in what's going to be many towards an eventual Stanley Cup. I believe that. But um, don't get bounced in the first round. That'd be tough to do. Uh, Tommy P., uh, I love having uh, him back in the fold. He says, hi, Don. The Blackhawks have gone full rebuild, but I hope the rumors of Debrinket being traded this summer are just rumors. I get that the thought of his prime would be wasted on a bad team, but he's a guy you can build around. Um, there is no question. I, I don't touch him. I mean, th- that uh, you build around a Debrinket. You don't move him. Now, again, I'd, I'd like to see what the deal is. You know, if, if, if you get offered the moon and the stars, it might be something you can't turn down, Tommy. But I look at him. You know, uh, uh, Kubalik's not been – it hasn't taken that next step. There's a few players that I like on that team, so I'm not sure. But Debrinket is certainly somebody that I absolutely love. Obviously, Taves is getting older and likely done. Kane, you know, those are different situations. But Debrinket is a guy that I think is the next generation Chicago Blackhawk. You'd like to see him stick around. Chris says – Glad you're back. The Flyers' disastrous season keeps getting worse as they're being sued by two employees for unsafe conditions, possibly resulting in cancer with a bad ice product, low attendance, and now this, are wholesale front office changes needed? Well, I, I don't see Mike Yo as being the coach there. There have been rumors about Tockett. That, that really hasn't stuck unless they just want to wait and give him a fresh start. I... I it's a mess there. The hiring of AV to um, to holding on to Goudreau, I think a little bit um, Giroux, excuse me, too long. Uh, the goaltending has just not hit right. I mean, Hart's been okay, not great. Uh, the blue line, I think, has really been a disaster. When you look at the guys that have been hurt this year, you you, you got nothing out of. Uh, uh, the move with Nashville, you got nothing out of um, uh, really anything. On, honestly, uh, um, Derek Broussard, it just it just uh, just a one disaster after another. And then you, you know, when Couturier gets hurt, you trade your. I wouldn't even judge the Flyers after the trading deadline with some of the injuries that they've had in recent months. But they need a coach. They need a they need a complete rebuild there in Philadelphia. Tremendous fan base, but boy, it's been bad for a while there and nothing has been able to Proveroff is really the only guy on the blue line that I that I really think is good. I need to see a little bit more from the other guys from a forward standpoint. You know, I've called a lot of their games and they they play with heart, but they just don't have a lot of talent there. I think it's time to really consider blowing that up, and obviously with Claude Giroux being gone, there's no reason why that can't happen. Uh, Ice Cold Takes Podcast says, what do you think of the third line of Lafreniere, Heedle, and Goudreau? Has, haven't they played well recently? Uh, they have. Goudreau, he just came off four points in two games. He didn't score last night, but almost did. Heedle's playing well. He's not producing but I, I feel like he's playing well. He got a great feed to Kako on that second goal in Philadelphia last week. And Lafreniere's got a chance at 20 goals. And, and when you consider you know, where he's been, he's played on every line with this team. He's a kid. 
and he's got a chance at 20 goals, and he's playing better. I thought it was great that they gave him, uh, made him a healthy scratch in that game against Philly. He obviously was rewarded and, and jumped on the ice and scored the two goals against Detroit. I really, really love that line. Uh, Johnny Pajama says, why not play Wallstrom if the Islanders are officially eliminated? Rare coaching blunder by by Barry Trotz. I, I really don't know what's going on there. I'd, I'd like to talk to somebody that's in the know with the Islanders. I know this has been something Islander fans have, have really bitched about, and rightly so. He's a good young player. I like him. Lou's, Lou and Barry both have um, – they're very patient with their young prospects. But now is the time, right? You should be getting a lot of minutes. They've been eliminated. And Lou made a major statement at the deadline by not trading away some of their assets. Um, you know, especially guys like Parisi, uh, they held on to these guys because they feel like they can revamp and make a run next year. They've had what an awful season for the Islanders when you think about it. Not only the opening of that building and the expectations of winning a cup. I had them winning the cup at the start of the season. And then you turn around and you see what happened to the 13 games to start the road trip. What a disaster that was. COVID and injuries derailed them. And the death of three former Stanley Cup champions on that team, most recently Mike Bossy and our heart and soul uh, and condolences go out to his family. What a tremendous loss for the hockey community. What a tremendous guy as well. But, you know, couple that with the Potvin passing and then uh, the Jean, Jean Potvin and then Clark Gillies. I mean, how bad a year has it been for the Islanders? But they feel like they can be back. And if Wallstrom can get as much experience as possible, he can be a part of that attack next year. So I am certainly looking forward to the Islanders making a bounce back. And, and I just wanted to, because I, I was sitting there having breakfast today. I was going through my Twitter. And I've been leaning towards coming back with game misconduct, just not sure exactly when I would do it. And Tom sent this tweet uh, earlier saying, hey, Don, I'm a Canes fan here in North Carolina, and I'm from Westchester originally. My question is, when will game misconduct be back? It's a great pod. P.S. We, we, you are loved here in North Carolina. And I said, you know what? That made me feel so good. I said, you know what? Today's the day that I'm bringing the podcast back. So, Tom, if you're listening, thank you. It was eventually going to come back, but that certainly, if I was on the fence, that was what pushed me over to getting the podcast done, and we'll be back again on Friday. So enjoy the games tonight. The playoff push is on, and I want to hear from you. At Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. We will talk to you again on Friday, where we'll have, how about our top five of the week? We haven't done that in ages. We'll talk to you again on Friday. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.